You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Arizona Cardinals have a very good problem as far as the NFL goes. We'll tell you what that is. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In this episode, it's brought to you by a brand new sponsor, Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash locked on for 300% back on your first play. Is that right? Is that even possible? Damn. Is the did somebody uh just give away a lot of money that we shouldn't have given away? 300%? Is that possible? I don't know if it was 30%, but what I'm reading here, it says 300%. So go to stathero.com. Be very disappointed if I'm if I'm wrong. It's Bo Brock, it's Alex Clancy. Follow along on Twitter at Lockdown Easy Cars. We have our video up from yesterday. It was a little bit of an impromptu conversation on the heels of a of Alex Clancy basically going viral about his thoughts regarding Patrick Peterson, his lack of leadership skills, especially at the end of his Cardinals tenure, compared to J.J. Watt's early splash as a big-time vocal leader in that locker room. Um, Alex, what, what was the specific tweet? The tweet said, as you put me on the spot, thank you. God forbid, um, you know what you said. J.J. Watt, Watt has done more in the first in a couple months in embracing a leadership role than Patrick Peterson did during his entire time as an Arizona Cardinal which I don't think is um, is an unfair it's not an unfair criticism or anything like that one it's uh it's showing how much Watt has done early on in his tenure to where how far Patrick Peterson kind of fell off since his trade request in 2018 he, he, if anybody wants to deny that he wasn't the same guy after that then I think that person is wrong, or they're they're just really trying. They're, they're really just sweet way of saying. Well, I, I mean, think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. I, with all due respect, you're an idiot. No, I think that it's it, it was one of those things where he he just wasn't. It things weren't things weren't right. It was it was a it was a it was a, it was a uh, dysfunctional relationship. It was a guy that was holding on to you know his play from yesteryear and, and hanging his head on that and the the results on the field of play weren't once what they were and they certainly weren't as far as how far people were hanging on to the words he was saying within that locker room or how he was leading because he, he always felt like he could at any point had one foot out the door and and clearly off his right. comments on his podcast he said he felt like he was tolerated which you know I think is a very disconnected very laughable uh, criticism of his final years in Arizona. Yeah, I mean, you look at it. If the Cardinals had any sort of cornerback room, the, it, it may not have ended the way that it did. Like if they had a good, if they had a Baltimore Ravens or now uh, Denver Broncos, or he's the CB two and he's not forced into the CB one role, he probably would have been cut or traded at this point, and not you know, oh, let's go let Patrick go win somewhere. It's get him the hell out of the locker room. Yeah. Now, I don't think that's the case, but if you go from get me out of here to I want to be here to I want to be the next Larry Fitzgerald to testing positive for performance-enhancing drugs, you're dead to me. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just it, to an organization, it's just like those are so many slaps in the face in a row where it's fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, you're out of here. 
Right. I think that's how it goes. I just, uh, I, I do think that there is a rough trend. There's a bad trend of the Arizona Cardinals, the organization, and its inability to plan for the future at key positions. And right now we're seeing that. We saw that at the <laughs> cornerback spot. Uh, we saw it play out horribly wrong at the quarterback spot. I mean, Carson Palmer, the writing was on the wall that that guy, if if he didn't retire, I mean, th- there was no backup plan. They, they, they refused to draft any quarterbacks outside of Logan Thomas in the fourth round during the, uh, the Bruce Arians era, and then they end up signing Sam Bradford, and then they, they trade up for Josh Rosen, and it was just a complete dumpster fire. Uh, the wide receiver, I mean, the, they it, the, here's a good thing. They have star players at these positions, whether it's the quarterback for a little bit. They had Carson Palmer. He played at an MVP level in 2015. It was a turnover machine in the NFC Championship game, but he had a great year that year, 35 touchdowns. They didn't have a backup plan for Carson Palmer after, you know, his his production, his inability to stay healthy. He retires in tw- after 2017, the cornerback slot, spot. They drafted Byron Murphy, but there's no successor to Patrick Peterson. And then there's Larry Fitzgerald at the wide receiver spot. Now, they did get it right with DeAndre Hopkins, but, you know, I think for a while there, especially in 2018, Larry Fitzgerald had created a crutch, much like on the cornerback spot. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, yeah, this has been the ongoing conversation. It's a joke now. Brandon Williams was the 2018 uh, opening day starter with Patrick Peters. Like, dude, never played corner before, and he's receiving yeah. two. You're right. Uh, I, and that hasn't changed. Like, let's not get let's not get out of our head here. The Cardinals have no future plans aside from Buda Baker and Kyler Murray. You know, you have DeAndre Hopkins, sure, just turned 29, as you mentioned, what, yesterday or the day before? He turned 29. Uh, day before. Sunday, yeah, June 6th. Yeah, and it's just like, that's what they got. So the the win now mode is, although it sounds sexy and it's like, cool, do everything you can to win. It's scary that there's legitimately little to no safety net, unless Zayvon Collins pans out and and uh, and Isaiah Simmons turns and takes a turn. The Cardinals are in a spot where you hope that wide receivers will want to come play with Kyler Murray, and you hope that the other defenders will want to come play with Buda Baker. Because we know that Steve Kime in the draft kind of handcuffs this team into the players that they currently have. So, yeah, I mean, that's we're way, we're really close to it and really far away from it at the same time, having to have that kind of conversation. Yeah, no, and it's, it's, you can offshoot several, just from what you said. I mean, what it, it is kind of, our players going to want to come. You know, catch passes from Kyler Murray. DeAndre Hopkins is locked up, but have we seen Kyler Murray elevate wide receivers that were on this roster their game? I don't think you can honestly say that. You know, is that on the wide receivers? Is that on Kyler Murray? Is that on the play calling? Those are all different conversations to have. Uh, but yeah, you're right. But the same could be said for the Bucks. The Bucks are deciding to run back exactly what got them to a Lombardi Trophy last year. A lot of the guys that they that they brought back on contracts. Not exactly youngsters. I mean, they're they're long in the tooth. Their window's very short and small. I mean, their quarterback's forty four years old. It's it's just, but we we know exactly what the team's intentions are. If we look at it from a national perspective, you know, the disrespect continues to to run rampant around this this organization. There's nobody that's really buying what the Arizona Cardinals are selling. We, you and I went through some of the rankings according to Pro Football Focus. I mean, just a complete slap to the face to DJ Humphreys. DJ Humphreys, I saw him quoted 
uh, the other day. He's like, I. He said, I must have cussed somebody out or somebody. I don't even think they believe that. Like it's it was twenty sixth tackle. Yeah, I didn't think it could get worse than Kyler Murray and Buda Baker being the seventh. Was it sixteenth and seventeenth, or were they both seventeenth ranked at their respective positions? Buda was sixteenth. Yeah, and then Kyler was seventeenth. So not even in the top top half of the league, which is just absurd. I yeah. I, yeah. I, I, and I don't know just to the point of that, and I could double check this. We looked at the list. I don't know if that's including left and right tackles because it just said offensive tackle, which is possible, which would make it a little bit more palatable that you're taking two players from each team and not just one and throwing it in. I find it very hard to believe that he's the 26th rated left tackle. I mean, they were halfway through last season. The Cardinals were a top six, top five offensive line, according to everybody, because we know at home it's, you know, predominantly because Kyler Murray was out of the pocket a lot more for the first half of the season than the second half. But still, that should carry some weight with this ranking. It just didn't. It wasn't DJ. And DJ Humphreys wasn't the issue. I mean, to say that DJ Humphreys is 26 out of 32, I mean, to say that there are only six tackles or, or sorry, five tackles better or worse than DJ Humphreys, he's in that tier? That's what you're saying? I just, I mean, that is absolute just crap. It's just crap. It's it's just a poorly done list, and it, I think it just disqualifies the list immediately. I mean, are we over pro? Is is this is this has just been the worst list season I've ever seen? I don't know. I, it's it, still early. It it's is, still early. It is. It is. And maybe maybe I mean, here's the maybe you're gonna have receipts, and you're gonna and I was wrong. I'm gonna be wrong come next October, November, and and they were right, but I I, I doubt that. See, the interesting thing about it now is that P- Pro Football Focus used to be the one and only. Mm-hmm. You want to go to analytics, you go to Pro Football Focus. And then now it's it, just like everybody has a fantasy football blog or everybody has some sort of you know, you know know betting blog or whatever. There's a lot of very reputable sources for analytics now. And it's not just Pro Football Focus. So who knows? Yeah, it could be receipts. It could be receipts either way. DJ sending them or them sending DJ, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals have a very good problem, though, on the offensive line. Or, or do they? Do they have issues? We're going to get into that debate that's coming up next. It's a Wednesday edition of Locked on Cardinals. It's brought to you by our brand-new sponsor, Stat Hero. It's the first every daily fantasy sports book that gives you the player that has the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. You'll get a big chunk or percentage back on your first play. We'll be right back. It's Locked on Cardinals. Are you ready to have your mind blown? I told you that this episode's brought to you by Stat Hero, and you're probably like, well, what is Stat Hero? Well, let me first tell you that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports, they lose. Is that really that surprising? The game's rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools, more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. You got like a 50% chance of winning. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You are in total control. Stat Hero is the DFS the way it's meant to be. One on one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 
100% match. I was like, is that right? Am I reading this correct? Is there a typo? Is there an extra zero? No. It's a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to StatHero.com slash LockedOn. StatHero.com slash LockedOn. You ever miss the days where you could just punish a candy bar guilt-free? Well, now you can. Your favorite new candy bar, it's a protein bar. It's Built Bar. It's the best-tasting protein bar ever. Bar none. What's your favorite Built Bar flavor if you are a Built Bar connoisseur like myself? Because there are nine delicious flavors with your occasional limited-time flavor, but you can always rely upon coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, or salted caramel. There's something for everyone. My favorite one, of course, the salted caramel. I like to get a mix box where I get three different flavors, 18 bars. It's fantastic. Not only are the bars the best tasting, they're healthy too. Most flavors have 17 grams of muscle packing protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Go to the website, BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So the Arizona Cardinals, they have uh, reportedly brought in a tight end and worked him out. We'll tell you who that is in a few seconds here. It's Bo and it's Alex. Or else we're going to get into this conversation. The Arizona Cardinals basically are going to have got five guys vie for one starting position uh, as uh, mandatory minicamp comes up. And there are some news and notes, Alex, that you pointed out as far as mandatory minicamp. Who's not going to be there? And they're going to get a hall pass for it. It's is Chandler Jones, right? And Jordan Hicks? And, yeah, yeah. I think for varying reasons. Like, you know, we don't know what the Jordan Hicks situation is going to turn into. Um, it was weird, again, weeks ago that Steve Kimes said that Zayvon Collins is going to be the starter. I don't know if that means he's walking it back, the fact that he's still on the roster. We're a week after that post-June 1st, you know, uh, just lying in the sand where, you know, contracts change, salary cap uh, uh, percentages will change if you cut, trade, whatever, as opposed to pre-post or pre-June 1st. But, I mean, the Cardinals just need to get on the field and we need to see what's going on. Like, Chandler Jones is going to be fine. He's going to be there week one. Uh, all of the stuff about Instagram was a joke. We talked yesterday about how J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones, there's a picture of them together. You know, Chandler Jones is going to be an Arizona Cardinal in 2021. The the Julio Jones for Chandler Jones question that I asked was because it was a slow news day. Let's have a conversation. That's what this is about. We're not predi- we're not predicting things to happen. Um, and then Jordan, yeah, again, Jordan Hicks will be interesting. Don't really know what's going to happen with him. I mean, but does- I, we do know that the cap hit is average. I mean, th- it's not like he's making 15 mil a year and they need to figure out whether to move on from him or not. Like he took a pay cut to stay with Arizona and then to slap him in the face by saying he's not going to start immediately, even if you think that's the case, wasn't necessarily the best standard operating procedure by Steve Kime at all, in my opinion, at least. It just it, it doesn't make sense for where we are right now. We know what the deal is with Jordan Hicks. He wants to find a team to trade for him, and it just doesn't make sense for him to go out and practice for a team that he doesn't plan to suit up for. Now, if, if nobody wants – no, there are no takers, and he's going to be in this locker room – I, I would not be surprised. We've already seen with him restructuring that uh, he he can be a, a you know a, a a good good you know mentor potentially for Zayvon Collins and help him out if if he's willing to be or he could just be a part time player. That's worst case scenario. I mean, or the, or they release him and they and they just absorb the cap hit. Arizona Cardinals uh, they brought back a familiar name in Xavier Williams. He resigns with the team that drafted him out of Northern Iowa. 
He's a guy that uh, won a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs in a in a part time role. He returns the Arizona Cardinals roster, gives him some beef at the uh, interior defensive lineman spot. That's fine, familiar name, a guy that's uh, been on and off rosters his entire career. Uh, I remember talking to him. Uh, we we interviewed him in a Clay's Campbell event a couple of years ago when uh, on a show that Alex and I both worked for the, the Freaks with Kenny and Crash. Very good kid. And now he's a veteran. Good, fine. Add, add him to the offensive line. That's fine. Um, I just hope Jordan Phillips stays healthy. That That's what we're excited about because he's a talented player. We saw when he was healthy. He's talented. Another position that they're, uh, they're trying to figure out before the start of the 2021 season is the tight end position. Jake Butt, he uh, was, uh, I believe, drafted by the Denver Broncos, a guy that uh, both Alex and I were kind of reminiscing about watching him in college because he was one of the top prospects at the tight end position when he was at Michigan, I just does he torn his ACL twice? I think so, if not three yeah. times. Yeah, I mean he, yeah, he was. I remember I was producing a show early in the morning that years ago uh, with Mike Jarecki. It was Mike Jarecki's show, who's now uh, working with the Arizona Cardinals, doing a good podcast over there with Craig Graylu. Like, I asked him about it. He wasn't as high uh, uh, high on Nate Butt, Nate Butt as I was coming out of the draft. Because the Cardinals needed a tight end then. They've needed a tight end forever. So he's shown what he only played eight games in the four seasons that, that he was with Denver. So obviously yeah. he's been on the shelf. This is a total Steve. Co- like, okay. It's the same thing with Ross Travis. It, I mean, it's it's the same thing with the kid from Austria. It's just we're going to throw as much <laughs> at the wall. And if any one of these guys can show signs of playmaking, they're going to get that role opposite Max Williams. Because we know Max Williams can be really good as far as uh, in the run game and blocking, you know, but uh, do we know whether or not we know that he he runs like a Lego man? Like he's got those short stubby. He's, he he rumbles. He's not a guy that's going to go out there. He's made plays before, and, and it surprises you every time he does it. But uh, yeah, they they lack playmaking. It's not going to be Darrell Daniels. He's even though he's he's you've seen him catch t- touchdowns, but to to find somebody to get out there and sh- have the athleticism that you want. You're going to have to take some big swings, and you're going to have some big misses as well. And that looks like what they're doing here. Jake bought a guy that was, uh, you know, kind of uh, early on, especially in his Michigan days, was viewed as a top prospect. But you know, the injuries have have taken a toll. The Arizona Cardinals—they've uh, got five players that are going to vie. I'm sorry, four players that are going to vie for their starting right guard position. There's Justin Murray, who we've seen for the last couple seasons. There's Josh Jones, and I think a lot of us, and I'm sure Alex and I, I don't know, we both want him to win the job, right? We'd love to see the former third-round pick out of of, uh, Houston win the job. Max Garcia, who was on this roster last year, or Brian Winters, who was a guy that came over on a free agent deal from Buffalo. But, you know, when you think about the Arizona Cardinals and, and running the football, Buffalo is not known for running the ball. So, I don't know. Are we in unison thinking that we want Josh Jones to maybe be making the switch from the tackle position to the guard position? But I think it'd be a welcome scenario for any Cardinals fans for him to work his way into a starting position. Yeah. I mean, ideally, like, here's the thing. I almost want Kelvin Beecham to win the role again. And then you move Josh Jones inside. You know, Justin Murray's been a good player. He can be a good rotational player. Josh Jones has played along the offensive line in college. I want to see him play. I don't care where it is. If he can play a guard, play him a guard. You know, Sean Kugler is a wizard. He's probably the best coach the Cardinals have on the roster. Now, I think that 
you trust Kelvin Beecham at this point. What he did pretty much out of nowhere last year, off the heels of Andre Smith, Justin Pugh a couple years before that, paying them a good chunk of change and them not really working out, even though Justin Pugh is still maintaining his job after a pay cut, I believe. Kelvin Beecham was solid, and they cost him nothing. And he was, what, one year, two mil this year? So he's still going to be the diamond in the rough. And I would much rather have stability there than saying, you know what, let's try something new. Because you don't want to try anything out of the out of the out of the ordinary here. You have yep. you have your spine with Rodney Hudson that you got for a third round pick. You have DJ Humphreys, arguably the twenty sixth best left tackle in the in the NFL according to Pro Football Focus, and you have Kelvin Beecham. You don't need to mess with it. And if you can shimmy Josh Jones in on the right side of the line at the guard position, so we can get his strike, he can just get his chops up, get hit, block people. And then when Kelvin Beecham inevitably moves on, whether it be next year or the year after, you move him to his position at right guard or right tackle. That would be ideal for me. Just ha- have it happen organically. We try to force – Steve Kime tries to force everything, it seems, with young players. Just try to let them figure it out, and he'll fit where he fits. It's Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Follow along, Twitter, at Locked On AZ Cards, at B-O-B-R-A-C-K, and at Clancy's Corner. We have some great guests coming up later this week. There's a big game going on in the NBA here in the Valley that we'll tell you about. And something I want to see from Kyler Murray that we've seen from Devin Booker, I'll tell you what it is. It's the it's Locked on Cardinals. To be completely transparent, I have really no idea about cars. I don't. So when I'm you know trying to find new parts for my car or I'm standing there and a mechanic's telling me things, I, uh, I'm very vulnerable. Yeah, rockauto.com, though. It's a family business. It's one you can absolutely trust. It's been serving auto part customers online for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com, the shop auto and body parts, you get hundreds of manufacturers right at your fingertips. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and now even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need. with Just a few easy clicks, and they're delivered directly to your door. With rockauto.com, I can be a car guy. I can go online. I can figure out what I need and order it right there. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals as do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. It's Bo and it's Alex. We're hanging out with you Wednesday. We've got uh, our first edition where we're going to be joined by Johnny Venerable on Friday. He's going to join the podcast, I think, on a weekly basis here. Uh, it's just going to be fun because I think he fits what Alex and I are doing, and it's just uh, you know talking Cardinals football, getting all different perspectives. He's of course at Revenge of the Birds. You can read his work. You can follow him on Twitter, and you can uh, of course listen to him and Blake over there. Um, but we're we're talking to everybody. I mean, this isn't like hey, we're locked on and we only talk to locked on people. We talk to everybody. We talk to our former co or colleagues at Fox Sports nine ten. We talk to people from obviously uh, our tw- our twelve news friends, Cam Cox and Ryan Cody and. Um, so many different people. We're going to get a fantasy football guest on that's uh, pretty pretty damn big with some Valley ties. Can't wait to do that. And we, I mean, we talked to Zach Lind from Jimmy World, too. He had some great, just like 
set the world on fire hot takes uh, about Cliff Kingsbury and his reservations about this coaching staff, which I don't disagree with. But uh, it's just this is it's June right now, and we're ramping up for just a huge season in 2021, much like the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I was watching the game the other night as the Phoenix Suns, they tipped their game two against the uh, NBA MVP. At least the NBA got that right. And uh, unlike the Coach of the Year award, they, it's the Joker who they could send down 0-2. But the Devin Booker meme, and you had a funny tweet out about it where he's lying on his back, right? And he's got it, and Devin Booker's just kind of looking up, kind of down towards his feet after making a shot. I want to see Kyler Murray do that. After Kyler Murray, you know, completes a forty-three yard pass to DeAndre Hopkins, I want to see him do the Devin Booker meme. I think that would be a create some good synergy between the the football team and the basketball team. Yeah, it's interesting because <laughs> all Kyler Murray did after the hail mary touchdown catch to win the game in walk off fashion, he wasn't looking at the damn play. Right, he was looking at the big screen on the opposite side of the field, and all he did was put his little arms up in the air. And that was it. Yeah. It's like, all right, let's go play video games, guys. I would love to see some, like, because Devin Booker is not the most demonstrative guy. So I, I could totally see that panning out. We just got to see. I mean, Kyler just won't be able to see a completed pass if he's laying on his back. So I don't know if he'd necessarily be able to do it, but I would like it. Yeah. I'd be here for it. It's, uh, it's Locked On Cardinals. Of course, check out our friend Brendan Clean over at Locked On Phoenix Suns. Uh, just as you, as you prepare for tonight's game, game two. Uh, we're we're both going to be tuned in to it. Uh, as far as the Cardinals are concerned, I mean we've we've gone over the uh, the Jake Butt report of him coming in here, Xavier Williams coming to town, and the uh, we've talked the leadership here f- for the Cardinals. They do have their their mandatory mini camp coming up. We mentioned that as well. Chandler Jones and uh, and Jordan Hicks. They've got the um, they've got the excused absences. So th- this team just sets seems like it's in a position. There's there's no big issues going into training camp. Anything like is we talked about the guard position. That's a huge position battle that we're going to see. I think the cornerback spot opposite Malcolm Butler is going to be a key one. Um, what stands out in any other like big position battles? Probably that wide receiver. I think Christian Kirk needs to push the envelope, despite us being pretty content with AJ Green being that wide receiver too that Christian Kirk needs to push the envelope for that. Wide receiver four is big. Starting running back might be the biggest position battle with with Chase Edmonds. Anything stand out to you that, that you're intrigued by? I just want to see how it all plays out. Yeah. You know, I because uh, we said choose your own adventure, Steve Keim. We don't, we don't really know what that adventure was. We just, we don't know. And one little news to note before we get out of here, um, Zayvon Collins did officially sign his rookie contract today. So there's not going to be any Joey Bosa holdouts. The offset for language. the 16th overall pick, yeah. Zayvon Collins. Yeah. I love that they sw- they changed that because they, by the end of it, it was like every first rounder was sitting out. They were all holding out. And they were all getting more money than they deserved for not even playing it down. So now that you, you, it really right. takes the question mark out of it. You know, or or like, are they going to go play for that organization? That's what Alex and I grew up like watching. You see these guys get drafted, and then they would inevitably hold out, and then they they'd sign just a massive deal, and then they'd bust or they'd boom. Next, thing, and then you've got guys like Sam Bradford, who is at the end of it, who 
is it made some of the most money in the sports history and absolutely has nothing to show for it. At least his teams don't have. That's for sure. Yeah. But uh, some great position battles. Will, will you say? Will you agree with me here that if Chase Edmonds wins the RB one job, or you don't even have to say if he wins the job, and we'll, this will be our parting words for today or, or thoughts that Chase Edmonds has the most upside at the running back position. Or do you disagree with that? No, I mean I he can do more than than James Conner. Um I guess by by default, yeah. I mean Chase is a very very good athlete. He's a very good football player. That's not that's not the question. The question is can he can he handle getting hit as much as he's going to have to get hit if he's a, if he's a lead back. You know, and that's he's 210. I mean, he's not 165, like he's not Tutu Atwell out of the backfield, but <laughs> I mean, he still, he hasn't carried the load since he's been at Fordham. And it's a little bit different, um, you know, talent level on for opposing defenses between Fordham and the NFL. Yes, he has the most upside to answer your question simply, yes. It's going to be one of those debates that I, that I really want to continue, obviously. Um, and we're going to have a throwdown Thursday. I don't think that that's going to be the uh, the top of conversation, but um, we are going to get into that conversation more. Obviously, as as training camp uh, continues to make, uh, we're we're close. I mean, it's going to be about a month and a half. We're continuing to bring the shows to you. We are going to have somebody. So there's been a big controversy that has just kind of come out of thin air about Kyler Murray's in, in his work ethic, Alex. And we're going to actually get the guy that works with him on a daily basis, at least did in the off season, sweet, and get a true idea of what he's been doing and it's not going to be some reporter just speculating so we'll tell you who that guest is uh when we lock in that interview but it's going to happen johnny on friday throw down thursday tomorrow i'm sure we'll talk we'll uh we'll catch up with cam cox do we have congratulations in order for josh weinfuss yeah he uh his wife had another baby second baby little baby boy so congratulations to josh that's why he's a great follow on twitter if he's been a little absent the most recent tweet of his was about a transaction having to do with his family um <laughs> adding another adding another human being to his family so kudos that's fantastic to josh. yeah that's fantastic josh a friend of the program always like to talk to him and his uh as you're right his roster expands it's bo and it's alex <laughs> and uh follow us on twitter at b-o-b-r-a-c-k at clancy's corner and at lockdown az cards we will talk to you guys on thursday have a great rest of your wednesday